Yeah, I watched this this afternoon. Me too. I rented it. I paid money for it. I stole it. (laughs) I stole it. I stole it as well. I I thought maybe I had a Blu-ray of it, uh, but I did not. I was wondering, like, I was like, well, this is really old, so maybe it'll be free on something. And it's on Amazon Prime, but you got to pay for it, either rent it or buy it. So I was like, I'll just throw down the three bucks or whatever. It should be on HBO Max, but I don't know if it still is. Yeah. Was it Hmm? it dubbed? Was it Uh, You could pick. I watched the Japanese version, but you could pick. Me too. I've never seen this stuff before. And I'm, I'm... I'm interested. I assume it was only the Walt Disney dub, right? Um, I guess. I don't know. Okay. It, it said the two options were dub and sub, and I just picked okay. the sub. So. Hmm. I don't think the streamline dub is like no one owns it That's, or. It's not officially released anywhere or anything. Yeah, like I that. think I think when Disney got it, they lost the rights to it. Like I have a note about that. So not not to make you sad, but I think if I was like super into this, I might track down the streamlined dub just for giggles. But I don't know that I'm super into it, so I don't know that I will be tracking down the streamlined dub. But I watched the Walt Disney dub for this for the purposes of this episode. When did Disney dub it? Two thousand five. Uh huh. It's, it's well, kind of like, it, well, it's similar to Akira. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they had a dub in the 80, 80, late 80s, 90s or whatever. Or it sounds like they had two. I don't know. Basically, that that older dub, the Streamline dub was in 89, 93, according to Wikipedia. But um, because the, the Cat Bus has stuff. already begun. Should we, since we're talking about it, should we just start? Should we get into it? Yes. Who's doing what? What are we doing? Me. Okay, you, you, you. Okay, go. Go, you. No way! What's he think this is? A cartoon? He's crazy!
Greetings, programs, and welcome to another episode of Fan Holes, Big in Japan. I'm Justin, and I'll be your host this evening. Joining me tonight are two of my fellow cat bus riding forest spirits. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. Mm. Mm. That's that's uh, code for take my umbrella. Mm. <laughs> hey, it's Mike. Ooh. You guys missed the fuck out. You really did, because you know who did that in um, in the Disney dub? Megatron. Frank Welker. That's cool. On this episode, we will be discussing My Neighbor Totoro. My Neighbor Totoro was released April 16, 1988 in Japan. An English dub was released by Streamline in 1989 for transatlantic flights. It was released in U.S. theaters in 1993 and on VHS and Laserdisc in 1994. The rights for this dub expired in 2004, so Disney re-released the film March 7, 2006 with a new dub. So I'm correct in saying you guys have never seen this before, right? Yep. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of curious, but I think I know the answer to this. Like, why... Like, this is like a pretty well-regarded anime film, so I'm kind of curious, like, why you guys never gave it a look-see. I guess if I, I mean, I I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can give you a good specific answer, and it may be a generic answer for all the Miyazaki films I have yet to see, but my recollection of things was, and, and who knows, maybe I've gone through this before, but my recollection of things is, Mononoke was the first film that was widely released by Disney. I remember going to see that at uh, God, I can't even remember now. It was the it was the big Disney theater that's like right across the way on Hollywood Boulevard. I don't know. Some somebody's yelling at their phone and they know what it is. But anyway, we we saw it in the big Disney theater, right? El Capitan Theater is a fully restored movie palace at 6838 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. The theater and adjacent Hollywood Masonic Temple is owned by the Walt Disney Company and serves as the venue for a majority of the Walt Disney Studios film premieres. And that was the first time I saw a Miyazaki film. And then I think in terms of theatrical stuff i know i went and saw spirited away in the theater and because i really really liked that i went and got it on dvd i think i went back and watched mononoke again and then uh, if i recall correctly they started putting out all the other movies on dvd at that point with dubs and stuff like that but I, I don't think it was it wasn't like there's like, here's a, you know, I don't know, an 18 film collection, buy them all, kid. You know, it was like I, I think they released them like three at a time or, you know, I, I don't remember. But it felt like to me like either they were trickling them out or maybe my budget, you know, like because I think they were all like twenty nine ninety nine or whatever they were. Right. And I think I bought a few more. Um, I remember watching. Howl's Moving Castle, because I was all gung-ho, because Vanderbeek was one of the voices, and I remember a few others, I think, I watched. But I think, um, you know, I don't know, everybody's going to fucking, it's not Steel Job, but somebody's going to throw tomatoes at me. But, like, for me, it was kind of like diminishing returns or or my 
my interest waned the the further I got into it. And maybe I overexposed myself. You know, maybe I tried to watch too much too quickly, you know. And so I think I, I think I hit an exhaustion point. And so my generic answer would be for this and any other Miyazaki movie that I hadn't seen. I think it was a matter of these cost twenty nine ninety nine, like, and none of them gave me the same warm and fuzzies or feel goods or whatever you want to call it, that same magic that Spirited Away had given me. So I just kind of occasionally would rewatch Spirited Away and maybe show it to people because I thought it was like a, a wonderful film. But as far as the, the rest of the his catalog, I I was more reluctant to make that kind of expenditure, which they were at that time, at least from my perspective, unless you just like rented some stuff. Right. And I think maybe that was true later. Like maybe maybe there were a few more movies that I did end up seeing that I rented later. But this I'm pretty sure was not uh, one of those films. Jungle Boy. <laughs> it's the good time fly high fantasy you've been looking for. It's a journey that will take you to heights you've always dreamed about. Hang on tight to my neighbor, Totoro. They're furry. They're cuddly. They're huge. And they're loud. And most of all, they're lovable. And there was a little one. And one this big. And a great big one. But to grown-ups... You don't believe me. They're invisible. Enter a beautiful new world of enchantment where your house turns out to be a magical playground. And your neighbor is a magical Totoro. It's the fantasy that's bigger than your imagination. You'll never forget your ride on the 12-legged cat bus. Was it an umbrella he took with him, Daddy's? It's the roller coaster thrill of a lifetime. You'll laugh with Totoro. You'll cry with Totoro. Best of all, you'll fly with Totoro. Since the time you were small, you've dreamed of adventures this tall. Now, the new classic children's storybook flies to life on the screen from world-renowned master animation director Hayao Miyazaki. An animated adventure for children of all ages. My neighbor, Totoro. Kokomo Shoten production from 50th Street Chroma Films. What about you, Mike? Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, what you think about this film, Mike, because, like, we know each other pretty well, and if I were to recommend a Miyazaki film to you to watch, like, it wouldn't be this one. Like, I would suggest Castle in the Sky to you, so I'm kind of curious, like, what you thought of it and maybe, like, why you never, like, I gave it a look before. I have a cousin who's a massive Miyazaki fan, but, like, I've... I think I've seen Princess Mononoke and that's about it. I think like out of all his movies, like I don't, I've never been really like drawn to his works or whatever. And like, I mean, I, I know he's like, you know, he's well-regarded, you know, he's a legendary director. He has the, the, you know, this very specific style that, you know, really speaks to people. 
And like I could see, you know, what his style was like watching this movie. And like, you know, I I liked it, but it's not really my lane. Like it's not really my I know. know yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, it it's it's very um it's very Japanese, I guess I'd say. Like, you know, it's it's like it's very everything it's trying to say and tell you and show you and make you feel is very subtle and like it's very like, you know, I I don't know like it's funny because like I was watching it for like an hour and then I like paused it to look at how long like I had been watching it. And I was like, oh, like there's only 20 something minutes left in this film. And I was like, well, when when are we going to get to an actual like plot almost like if it, it feels like a string of like, you know, events until I, I was like, you know, they you know, he, she meets Totoro. And then, like, you know, I was like, oh, their mom's in the hospital. Why is their mom in the hospital? Is something bad going to happen to the mom? And then I was like, uh-oh. And, like, there there is drama, but, like, at the very, very end, like, in, in, like, the last, like, 10 minutes, I feel like they suddenly have, like, an issue that they have to deal with. And then that's, like, you know, when all the, the, the shit goes down in the movie, basically. And, like, but, I mean, like, it's got great visuals. It's got a really nice atmosphere, like... I, I watched it in Japanese. Like I thought, like all the actors were really good. Like, and uh, like I said, uh, I, I think you know I, I respect Miyazaki's work, but I don't like. Uh, I, I saw Princess Mononoke. What did that come out in like '98? Maybe like yeah, '90s, right? Late yeah. '90s. Like I think I, I saw that when like you know I was just getting into anime, and I was kind of like, yeah, that was okay. It wasn't again. It wasn't really my thing, really. But like, and I don't barely re like. I don't think I've ever rewatched it since then. So, but uh, yeah, this this was interesting though. It was interesting to watch. Like I think like like I said, I, I was kind of like confused because I was like, okay, so the big you know fat cat thing with the creepy smile and Totoro <laughs> basically. And then I was like, and I know because I've seen the the friggin' cat school bus before. So I was like, I know that's in this movie. And like it, when it happened, I was like, oh, there it is. And then it comes back at the end, you know, like Totoro summons him to get them, the kids to their mom. Like, and then I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like, the cat school bus, like, solved the plot for them, really. <laughs> like, Totoro just called it. Like, so I was like, you know, shouldn't it be like my neighbor, the cat friggin' school bus? Not, like, whatever, but the magic uh, cat bus. The, the magic cat bus yeah but like what you're describing like as i was watching this film and like this is only the third time i've ever seen this film but like i was watching this and i was like this is not going to be mike's jam like this is not his kind of movie but like everything you're saying like that's why that's why i love the movie like there's nothing at stake like the th the first 30 minutes of this film like is so like relaxed and laid back it's like they're just moving into a new house. They're chasing the dust bunnies. They're looking for ghosts, and they're kind of like, you know, running around and exploring like their new living area, and they're exploring the woods. Like I don't know. Like I, I think all that stuff is just adorable, and it makes me f think of like when I was a kid and I would run around outside and explore the woods. So like I, I like all that stuff, but but it does kind of like, it takes a while to get to Totoro. And then one of the other things I like is, you know, there's nothing at stake. Like, there's no antagonist. There's no uh, colony about to be dropped on Earth. There's no post. There's no post-apocalyptic evil martial arts master. Like, the only remotely scary elements, like, it's like the notion that Kasan may die and then may going missing at the end. Like, those are the only even like remotely like frightening, scary 
elements of the film like everything else is just like uh kind of like you said it's a string of like little vignettes where like oh that they plant acorns and then that night totoro and his friends come and they dance around them and a giant tree grows up and they like have tea in the top of it or whatever oh they're playing their little flutes that's what it, that's what it was and then when they wake up, it's like, oh, it was a dream. But the plants actually grew. So, you know. I was just going to say, it's funny you mentioned like a colony drop. Because this came out in what, like 1990? 88. Or this is actually the 35th anniversary. Okay, yeah. That, so, that's so true. It was, came out the same year as Charles Counter. Yeah, that, that was yes. well, That makes sense, obviously. Like. Um, but I was going to say, like, some of the music kind of reminded me of Char's counterattack, like a couple of the musical, like, overtures and stuff. Like, like just I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like, you know, I, I should look up the composer or whatever. But but <laughs> I was just thinking it would be funny if, you know, when she's uh, running like around, like, you know, through the fields and stuff, she just sees like Char and Amaro like wrestling in the grass. Like, <laughs> in the background, like <laughs> and she just stops and like looks at them and then just keeps running <laughs> like you know uh, I, I thought you were gonna you, say like she, she asks if they've seen a little girl <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like we hear the little like new type sound and all of a sudden she looks up and she says sees like a colony like coming towards her in the sky <laughs> that, that would be a total gundam shot like the wind just blowing like her uh -huh. clothes while the colony's like dropping yeah they're like, hey, have you seen my sister? Was her name Lala? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, then. Yeah. Thank you for watching over May and making us feel so welcome here. Please continue to look, after, continue us. To look after us. Last one home's a rotten egg. But no, like I, I did enjoy watching this. I just, you know, it, I just kind of was like, oh, that was like when I ended, I was like, oh, that was cute. Like, but I feel like it's something 
that if it was made in America, like if Pixar made like this, like took this concept and made it a movie, it wouldn't be a movie. It would be like a like ten minute short before their movie or something. Hmm. Like or so. so. I, I was gonna say if like Pixar made something like this, it would probably be kind of loud and obnoxious, and that's not what this film is at all. Like it's pretty, like it's fun, but it's kind of like laid back and subdued, like in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I got that vibe. Uh, what about you, Derek? Like, you've never seen this before, so what did you think about it? I know you said, like, you like would probably not try to track down the old strip. You would probably not try to track down the old streamline dub. So did you, were you not crazy I, about this, or? I had thoughts about it. I mean, okay. the, the my my elevator pitch of how this registered and resonated with me i mean there are some subtle details but the elevator pitch is and i'm kind of surprised to hear mike say that he thought this was very japanese because i felt like this was anything but japanese like i i feel like this is like if jane austen and maurice sundak wrote alice in wonderland and shazam huh. or some shit okay like it's just yeah. it's just like this thing where i get it it's like it, it it's a slice of life thing and i, I was kind of getting into it because tim daly voices the father so i'm like oh yeah that's clark kent that's superman that's pretty cool <laughs> you know and and then and then it's dawning on me i'm like oh they got both the they they got both the Fanning girls, like, so it was, like, Dakota Fanning and then her, like, little sister, I guess, to do the girls. So I was, like, sitting there going, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like, it was, Disney did this thing where they, they did all this, like, stunt casting. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like they tried to get, like, big names, like, to, to play some of these, I, these, these characters as opposed to, you know, like, usually... In, in for anime, it was usually these either LA based actors or the Canadian actors or whatever. But since this was like a Disney production and they had Disney money, they could pay like Gillian Anderson to be in Princess yeah. Mona. No, or, you know, like they they could have you know they could have Vanderbeek or whoever, you know. Yeah. I I I guess I get why the laissez faire nature of the atmosphere is appealing but i also i i had the same vibe as mike where i was like oh i'm i'm, I'm an hour into this and i'm like when the fuck is something going to happen and then i had the thought that uh about you know it's like the the mother thing where i'm like oh shit like the mother's going to die and then and then the mother doesn't die and it's this kind of magical happy tra-la-la ending and i just thought is this like the wish version of grave of the fireflies like like look like it's like it's like it 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 brushes on that concept ever so slightly and then immediately recoils from it because it's this sort of fanciful fantasy alice in wonderland marie sundak where the wild things are kind of adventure with these very um very rambunctious adventurous little girls like basically and you know it, that's always been and this is just my hang up so it doesn't mean like it's a bad movie or anything it's far from it it's actually a very well made movie like i think it's fine but but my, my personal hang up with it is it, it it's like the 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 people i i latch onto in these movies are like the dad and uh what's his face um 
the, the little boy, uh, uh, Kota, right? Like, because I'm like, they're the only people I see that even remotely resemble my perspective. Like, when Kota's looking at, like, my favorite part is when they're looking, uh, they're, they get the telegram and she's got to run and he's got to take her to the place that has the actual fucking phone because there's no fucking phones in this place and only the one place has the phone, right? And so they run to the place that has the phone. She makes the call. And in the meantime, the little sister fall, follows them and she's not supposed to, but she follows them anyway. And then the little sister gets lost for a minute and then she kind of catches up and finds them again. And then it turns into this whole thing because they're dealing with all this emotional turmoil and the big sister yells at the little sister and then the little sister's crying. And like, that's my favorite part. Cause Coda's just like looking. Cause he's like, Oh, he kind of has the hots for the little tomboy older sister. But like, he can tell the little, the little sisters like in this state of emotional turmoil. Right. And then she starts crying and it's just kind of like the, the look on his face is like, how I feel with any overly emotional interaction. And I could, you know what I mean? Like where he's just kind of like, Hey, like, why don't we start walking? And you know what I mean? Like, like it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't register, you know? And, and, and so there's that, that missing aspect. Like he's trying to be a, uh, I don't know, a good guy or whatever, you know, a good neighbor, a, a good, you know, next door neighbor, whatever type thing, you know, and help these, these girls out and stuff. But then it's like, they're, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, because it, it's it, again, may, maybe the aspects that, that Mike is referring to about the subtlety, I agree with more so than the Japanese thing, because I feel like this, this registers in a way where it, it made me think of times in my life that had nothing to do with me where I was like Kota witnessing people dealing with, death you know what i mean and like uh and 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 i don't know to, to me i guess in in my personal experience th that didn't work out very well for me do you know what i mean like like it, it, it was people that i i you know spent a lot of time with was very very close to but because that that became the focus of their life moving forward or for whatever intense period of time, right? My mother's dying. Then, then it, uh, I guess, you know, there, there was some lack of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, and especially in the case of these little girls, right? There, there's a, a, a level of uh, emotional maturity that has not yet been achieved. Right. So then they, they, you know, who knows? I mean, I guess you could write dissertations and be like, is this like where the wild things are? Or is Totoro and the magic fucking cat and all this stuff complete horseshit? And it's just their way of dealing with facing death. You know, like the, the whole Kirk, you know, oh, you never had to face death. It's like these little girls, they can't face death. So they make up the magic fucking cat bus and the Marie Sundak shit and the, the all this other stuff, right, to deal with it. Or you could say, oh, no, it's all fucking true. And it's this magical, happy, fairy fucking horseshit. And, you know, apologies. But, you know, like like that thing, like it's all real. And they, they fly up to her and they give her the magic corn and everything's fucking happy, tra-la-la. And that's it, right? But to me, it's like that's why it registered because I, I guess for me, I'm watching this as like, what, a 45-year-old adult kind of going, oh, shit, this mother's going to die. 
and when the mother doesn't die, I'm kind of like, oh, this is for little kids, you know, and that that was my my through line with it, you know, as I was watching it. And 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 it was just one of those things where I'm not going to say it's not for me. I'm not going to say it, it's not thought provoking or it doesn't touch you in certain chords as you're watching it. But I I feel like it's a lighter version of Grave of the Fireflies. And based on that, it's like. I had enough of that shit in real life, whether it's light or fucking heavy. So it's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think, I think it's one of those things like, you know how, like, I don't know, people talk about, they start reminiscing about things and, and if they're, they're, they're writing things about their past. Right. And you, you start delving into the chapters of your book that are the really dark times. Right. You don't want to go too deep into that. And I feel like, I feel like this is like somebody kind of briefly looking into the abyss, but not long enough so that they fall into the abyss. But there's still that aspect of danger, you know, and, and the way they tend to combat the danger is is by the the moments of fancy. I don't know that that's the best way I can put it. It's interesting to me that you mentioned the notion that Totoro and all those forest spirits may be imaginary and that's something I've seen discussed on the internet like multiple times. And I, I can appreciate that idea, but I kind of like, I don't know if it's my personality or the way like I've experienced things versus the way you experience things. But I kind of, I dismiss that notion. I kind of, I prefer to embrace like the idea that these are forest spirits and then mm-hmm. the cat bus helps them. And then when they grow up, they'll be like, they'll be like granny, like granny's like, Oh, you saw the little dust bunnies. Like I right. used to see those right. like that. Well, I feel like Miyazaki has that interesting shared language because i did i did feel like even though i had never seen this movie before i kind of recognized the the dust bunnies or the Mm -hmm. dust spirits or whatever you know because i was kind of like oh yeah they're like the little dust guys like i i remember those guys and 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 it was just kind of like okay i you know i don't know maybe 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 this is the part where mike's right and that is very japanese like maybe dust spirits are something that that is is a common thing whereas you know for western culture it's like just like what the fuck is that oh okay it's a dust thing all right fine but i felt like i did have some kind of history with that right so it was like and 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 it to me it's kind of funny because i think if you i I don't know if this is western or not but if you look at it as like a haunted house or a you know i guess it's the distinction between the, the friendly spirits, the spirits that are looking out for you, you know, whether it's, you know, I, I, I think that's part of the aspect that I think is the tra-la-la aspect where, like, if, if you think of it that way, which is probably a healthy way to look at it, right? Like, like there may be death in your life, but then that death results into spirits that are always looking out for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like where you're like, oh, that, you know, wh- whether it's, I don't know, your mom or who, whoever it is, right? Like that, that aspect where, where it's like those dust bunnies are not nefarious, right? Mm-hmm. But from a Western audience perspective, like, I mean, if you know nothing going into this, you might be like, oh, are those little girls going to get eaten by the dust bunnies? Like what? I mean, I mean quickly you, you figure it out. Like that's not what's going to happen. But there, there's that moment where you kind of feel like, oh, dude, uh, you know, Tim Daly, why are you so flipping about ghosts in your fucking house? Like what? Or, 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 or that, that to me, like that, that sequence where they keep messing with the, 
the beam that's already rotted away. You know, it's like it's like that 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 weird notion of like this thing's rotted. I know it's rotted. I'm trying to hold it up so it doesn't collapse. But then let's laugh that it's rotted, kick it a few more times, and then run away and be like, haha, that thing's rotted. You know, and it's just like, well, wait, like, but it, 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 it's such a weird dichotomy, you know, because you're, you're, you're sitting there kind of going like, okay, like they get it, or at least the, the older girl, you know, uh, what Sasuke or whatever, like she gets it right. Like, and, and so, you know, I don't know, like that, you know, that, that, that's just kind of my, my takeaway from it. I mean, I, I think there's things that are, are very, uh, complex about, the the storytelling but it's also not anything that and i i guess i guess it's let me put it this way it's it's one of those movies that's good but like you know to to me it it, it does have that vibe of like a you know uh schindler's list or a logan or a you know uh 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 you know, Grave of the Fireflies or whatever. It does touch on that enough that it's like, I, I, you know, I don't know that, that I always want to, to me, it's like one of these things where I feel like I would need to be in the right frame of mind to want to revisit this. What about you, Mike? Like any uh, ideas on the reality or unreality of the forest spirits? Yeah, I was kind of like Derek. Like, I was kind of thinking, like, is this supposed to be some kind of parable where they learn about, like, death or something? Like, and they're, they're trying to escape reality. But no, it wasn't. It was just, yeah, I guess it was just a a positive message about, you know, yeah, friendly spirits or whatever that watch out for, you know, rambunctious little girls or whatever. And, like, they, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't, like... Once once I like abandoned any thoughts of that, like I kind of stopped thinking so hard about it. And I was like, okay, like that's, you know, okay, it's just very straightforward. Like, you know, Totoro, you know, helped them get through a difficult time. And that was it, basically. There was no like larger lesson or parable, I feel like. But. Well, I mean, part of it is that they. They they learn to live in harmony with the spirits they thank the spirits you know like that 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 it's this i don't know like that i and i don't necessarily think that's a like a japanese idea you know what i mean like yeah. like that it, it, it's more spiritual than anything else but but i i think that would be my my takeaway from it what decade do you think this film takes place in because i've I've seen two different things attributed to Miyazaki. Like he said that it's supposed to be timeless, but then he's also said it's supposed to be set in 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 an era before television. So I'm kind of curious, like if you guys had any feel for like when this took place. I thought like I mean, 50s or 60s. I mean, if you, to me, I I guess I I I that sounds sound to me because we never see a television. There, he takes a bus and and they run into that one couple when she's looking for the little girl that's on that one little car or whatever and and that could easily have been in like the 19 you know tens or you know you know what I mean like like that that could have easily been very early on you know and they're all working in the fields I mean maybe I don't know, maybe that almost explains some of the fathers kind of like, hey there, neighbor, you know, like kind of shit, like where it's like it's very um, 
communal and rural and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, See, all that stuff is, like, very familiar to me. Like, all that, like, communal stuff, like, that's, to me, that's not Japanese. That's, like, I see elements yeah. of where I live in that, like, helping your neighbor. and You know, mm-hmm. you go help people, like, pick corn or work in the fields. Right. And you have to, like, <laughs> no. walk, you have to, like, walk a mile to get to a telephone. Like, I've heard stories about that when I was. Well, no, no, what, no, what, no, what made me laugh is when she's running to the hospital and, like, she passes that couple on the motorbike or whatever and the, She's like, you know, oh, did you see a little girl? And they're like, oh, no, like, where are you going? And she was like, oh, the hospital. And she's like, and, you know, and that was like a three hour journey away. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, and then like the next scene is like, they're like, they drive off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, geez. Like, okay. Well, I I was going to say, like, when they're moving in at the beginning, I think there's a shot of, like, the moving guy carrying, like, a sort of old-timey radio or something. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, well, this has got to be, like, I don't know. Yeah, between, like, 1940 and 1960, I'd imagine. Like, that's pretty vague, but, like, somewhere Uh, around there. I read something that said, like, when Kanta is, like, doodling in school, like, what he's writing is, like, something about, it's something about like a manga that was popular like pre World War II. So I don't uh, I don't know if that's accurate or or what, but that you know that lends credence to pre like television era, definitely. Does this? I mean, is is this exclusively a? It's it's only a film, or does it come from something else, or does it expand as something else? Like, you, you know what I noticed when I was looking for like images and stuff was like that they had done stage versions of this and spirited away and some other stuff. And I was, I was just kind of taking note of that, but I don't know, you know, if, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm to, for me, I'm like, a, is there like manga? Is there other stuff that, that this comes from, or is this just its own own deal? I'm not entirely sure. I'm. I think there is a manga, but I think it was made after the film. Okay. Um. Supposedly there are like semi autobiographical elements in this, like for Miyazaki. Like apparently, mm. apparently, like when Miyazaki was little, he and his little brother had similar experiences. Like their mother was in the hospital for tuberculosis, and I guess they ran around the countryside. But it, there was some quote for him saying. He had to change the the characters into little girls because if it was two little boys dealing with a sick mother, he said it would be too painful for him to deal with. So he changed. Mm. And there's also a there's a sequel like short film. It's it's about like my meeting a kitten bus and they have like a little adventure, but I don't think that's ever been like dubbed or released outside of Japan. Like I I searched for it in certain areas where one one might find unreleased uh material and i couldn't find mm. anything I, I was gonna say like i mean i guess it's supposed to be cute but i was like there there are certain like in a certain frame of mind you could find like totoro to be like you know what they call like nightmare fuel or whatever like the way he smiles and stuff yeah. and like yeah. sometimes when like you know my was like right next to his mouth i was like oh my god is he gonna eat her like you know like <laughs> Holy crap! Like uh, she, she would just be a like you know bite-sized morsel to him, like oh, like you know. 
that, that would be like the awful like fist of the north star version it's like you think he's gonna like yawn or say his name really loudly but he like kind of like eats her and then it's like the end i mean that's one way to deal with the problems i don't have any more notes so if you guys have anything else you want to bring up like feel free to i'm trying to remember if no i think i because the i i think what the the main stuff i I thought of was you know I, I i kept thinking of tim daly you know the whole time with the dad you know like superman and clark kent and everything like that and then the the dust I, sprites kind of reminded me of like spirited away and you know that kind of common language but i mean i think outside of that like it, it's kind of like what my elevator pitch was you know it was like it may it may you know totoro i think because it's like a you know, I think Mike described it as like kind of like a cat looking thing or whatever to me that I mean, that reminded me of where the wild things are. You know what I mean? Like that, mm -hmm. that whole thing. Um, there there may be some truth to like what you were saying, because like I like this film, but I've this is only the third time I've, I've ever seen it. And I've only ever seen um, Grave of the Fireflies once. Like that was enough right. for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's that's an extremely difficult watch, and and mm -hmm. it's not something you want to revisit, right? And I, I don't know that this is quite that extreme because of the 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 fantasy aspects of it. But like you know, the reason why I bring up Alice in Wonderland is to me the cat bus is like the Cheshire Cat, but mm -hmm. as a bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's basically like the 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 visual I take out of it. So so to me, I don't I don't necessarily see it as japanese iconography i just see it as like oh well kind of kind of looks like i mean and 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 that cheshire cat aspect like does seem to portmanteau onto totoro and the cat and the other creed you know that that whole like it's got that kind of weird grin you know like where you're like you're, you're not quite sure like you know it's like you like to say is it a threat or a menace you know like all that shit right like what, what what's going on in this thing's head you know and whatever but i mean i i, I think the aspect though is it, it's just supposed to be you know this spirit you know this this kami you know or whatever right that they're there it, it's 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 something that is uh, they're they're living in harmony with it, you know, and and that's you know that's part of the the journey, I guess. Do you know what I mean? The the fact that they, you know, th there's some aspect of belief, you know, like like you you can't be like me. You can't be like what what are these crazy things and this tra la la shit, right? Like you can't be like me because otherwise those plants don't don't grow, right? Like you you have to like have the faith and believe in it you know like you have to give some of your your spiritual energy you know to to the process you know what i mean so 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 maybe that is the lesson right like if you if you sit there and you're like me and you're like oh shit the mom's gonna die then the mom's probably gonna die right but if you i i mean i i don't know that this is a great lesson but but maybe the lesson is you know if you if you have that focus of spirit, you know, and, and that, you know, th I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like, that's why people say, oh, you know, I mean, you know, I know people like to, you know, it's an easy fucking target. Right. People want to make fun of all these people or laugh or whatever. But, you know, people want to mock the whole thoughts and prayers thing and all that other shit. But like 
that that's part of what this is trying to impart is that when when you give your spiritual energy and you have those moments in the day and you say i wish you know like whatever it is you know whatever your little um you know, prayer or routine is, and, and part of that is I, I, you know, I want my fellow podcast buddies, you know, Mike and Justin to do well in life. Like I, I want everyone to be healthy, happy, and safe. Like, you know, like, I don't know what, it, whatever somebody's thoughts and prayers are, right? Like, and, and when you do that, right, then, and, and, and part of that in, in I guess maybe in, in this particular culture is working with Totoro, right? Like, like part of it's like, if I rub Totoro's belly and make him yawn and all this other <laughs> shit, then the cast cat bus is going to come and it's going to hook up Mike and Justin and, you know, and we'll all get corn and everything will be fucking hunky dory. Right. <laughs> but you have to, you have to get to that place where you can, you know, like, like that, that, is an actuality and not just some figment of your fucking imagination. Right. So that's, I mean, I don't know. That's, that, that's probably what my, my takeaway would be. Old man yells at magic acorns. Magic acorns. Like plant yourself. I don't believe in you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, see that, I mean, I mean that, that is part of my, you know, thing, right? Cause it's like, to me, that's why, that's why the, the father, I'm kind of like, Oh, he's very nonchalant about all this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Oh yeah, that's great. we got some spirits. Well, if we just laugh, like the spirits will, you know, find another house to, to hang out in or whatever, you know, and you're just kind of like, Hmm. Okay. Sure. Like, I, I was just looking up sure enough. Like the, the guy who composed this, uh, Joe Hisaishi, uh, he contributed music to the second two Gundam movies. Huh. I knew I I recognized something. I was like, that kind of sounds like Gundam-ish. Like, any final thoughts, Mike? I I liked watching it. Like I like I said, um, I've, I've got a cousin who's really big into like Miyazaki films, so I can say I can talk to him now and tell him, hey, I watched you know my neighbor Totoro, and like then he's gonna make me want to watch. Like he's gonna like try and get me to watch like all the others or whatever. So like uh, I'll be like, well, let's not go crazy now, but. <laughs> But no, no. Like I said, I think you would like Castle in the Sky, but some of the other ones, I I kind of don't know. Yeah, no, I I like dipping my toe in this pond. So like, I I I did not dislike this. I just you know, it just wasn't really for me, like specifically. God, I don't want to go in the magic pond. Get me out. Get me out. Imagine magic cat boss. Get me out of (laughs) here. You get on in the, the little thing at the top says destination like side seven or something you're like yay that's where i want to go i won't lie but the inside of that cat bus looked really weird. comfortable oh, i was gonna say like, it looked really weird it's well, so it was good like when she yeah she was like sits, walking around like it was a giant pillow i was like oh it's probably <laughs> it would probably be very comfortable in there but to, to me i was just like oh weird it's like the it's, it's the inside of a living creature it looks like a couch like I'm like that's so weird i don't think i would be comfortable like, I don't know, maybe if I was a little kid, I wouldn't think about, like, that element, but it, I don't know. What if it was a giant cat bounce house? A bounce house. Well, if there's nothing else, uh, Derek, would you do your usual spiel and take us out? Yeah, if you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you want to send the traditional spiritual offerings, you can do so at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. The backlog of episodes of Big in Japan can be found over on our blog spot where you can direct download them. That's over on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. 
and we can be streamed on all kinds of stuff. We're over on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And this is Justin signing off. This is Derek. Derek WC signing off. It's Mike. I know what I didn't say. Man, like, you know, I, I used to understand the whole concept of, you know, taking off your shoes in the house. But with that fixer upper of a house, I was like, what is the fucking point? Leave your shoes on, man. And then when she takes her shoes off at the end, when she's running on that road, I'm like, what are you doing, girl? What are you doing? But, yeah. I see that to me. That's another thing where I'm like, oh, I remember, like, you know, running around even on the gravel road, my bare feet. Like sometimes you'd land on a really sharp rock and you'd be like, oh, I regret this. Yeah. You keep running yeah. anyway. I don't know. I, I did think it was interesting. Mike thought this was very Japanese. Where, whereas like, you know, me, I live in the country. I'm like, oh, this feels very familiar to me, even though it's uh, mm. possibly set pre-World War II in another country. Right, right.
The science of Totoro makes no sense. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. No, that would be, yeah. I like, you know, like I said, I like dipping my toes in different ponds. I'm, I'm game. I'm game to do different things. And I like this film, but I just didn't have a whole lot of uh, notes for like an hour or hour 20 minute show or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think that's fine. I mean, you know, the only the only other stuff that I could have had to gone into would have been all personal and stupid. So I, I, I don't feel like talking about all of that. But like, you know. I mean, obviously, like this, I don't know, it's funny, I, this reminded me of... Um, I kind of thought of you when I was watching some of this. I was like, oh, it, well. It, it reminded me of, like, uh, uh, old, you know, the, the person that uh, that I was friends with, her name was... <laughs> but, like, her mom was dying, and that year, it was like, I was totally cut off after... You know what I mean? And it was just, like, her not knowing how to deal with it i guess i don't know it was it was i don't know it was it was very strange you know to to me like that's why i related to that kid because it's like you you you're you're just there to help out but then you get kind of yeah. walled off because they're dealing with their own personal stuff or whatever you know and then um you know and then i couldn't help but think of uh stupid fucking <laughs> with all the jane austen prim and proper <laughs> <laughs> shit you know and i was just kind of like oh okay you know I, i'm all i'm all of course she would like this right so but um but yeah i mean other than that like that that was that was all i was really thinking about you know i think it's funny that uh i watched totoro this week and someone also suggested i start watching an anime called dororo <laughs> so it's a lot of oh, i saw you said you watched that and you liked it yeah so i'm now, six episodes yeah, I'm, I'm six episodes in, and yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see why they said I'd like this. This is like, it's like a mix of like Kenshin, Berserk, and Vinland Saga. So like, yeah. Yeah, that's right up your alley, exactly. Yeah, well, it's like it's a samurai dude whose like body is all like messed up, and because like his father sacrificed him to demons, and uh, he has a little like kid that follows him around basically so it's like you know it's got all like my favorite tropes and shit oh and like he's got a like younger brother who's like you know gonna be his rival it looks like so well i'm i'm officially watching the irisai yatsura dub because i i watched the new episode of that so i've Ooh. seen four episodes of it Yay. and then i watched um that thing i was telling you about yesterday justin the the kind of the snow or whatever it's called like ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. what is it ooh, ooh, no kinda. um and like it's it's really like um avant no i don't i don't know avant-garde i don't know it's 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 high concept sci-fi like <laughs> like they're on a planet but it's like you know it it's semi-artificial but then the, the heart of it's like a tree but then there's all these um like panels that like are see-through but then there's an atmosphere below it but then the panels get repaired by these bugs and like he's he's part of this family and they think they're probably the only survivors on this planet but it actually turns out there's like 
um, a princess and she's getting away from the bad guys or whatever and he saves her and that's kind of where the first episode ends but I was like this is intriguing enough to keep watching it I mean it felt like you know it was like a little a little Nausicaa-ish a little Dune-ish a little you know uh, I don't know Aliens 3 planet made a wood-ish you know what I mean like it was like it was like all these Uh, all these things right like and I was just kind of like oh this is kind of intriguing and then the plus part the the part where I went yes because I, I looked it up finally because I just tried the first episode for giggles and I was sitting there going, oh, f- for fuck's sake, this might be like one piece and there's like 9000 episodes or something. So I looked it up and it's like season one, 13 episodes. And I was like, fuck, yes, yes, <laughs> like I can I can total I could totally pull this off. I can do this. I can do this. Yes, 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 I can win. I feel great. I can do this.